Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Lab I68 podcast. This podcast is for women of faith who want to get their restless behinds out of the pews and into the battlefield for the kingdom of God. We're here to equip and encourage you to put your faith into action in every area of your life and to claim the name of Kingdom Builder. My name is Leah, and I'm joining you in the messy middle of a surrendered faith. In 2018, I prayed what could have been kind of a dumb prayer, but it was a prayer of weakness. It was a prayer of, Lord, make me weak. And it honestly changed the entire 2018, my entire year. It all started with a situation that was happening in my family. It was really weighing on me and breaking my heart. And I knew that there was nothing that I could personally do about it. And I was reading my Bible and I was in the prayer house at my church and I was reading the Bible and it said, it was 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I said to God, like, okay, well, I want to see your power. So make me weak. And I said that over and over again, like, Lord, make me weak, make me weak, make me weak. And in hindsight, probably not a great idea. (laughs) But I think it was a moment of realizing that it was going to be a time that I needed him and that he needed me to know that I needed him because I am naturally a fixer. I want to fix your problems. You're telling me something. And this is one of the things that makes me not a great listener. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what if you did this? And um, it's not always very appreciated, believe it or not. But I am always the one that's trying to get in there and fix the problem so that we don't feel the hard feelings anymore. But that doesn't always work. It, it just, it doesn't. And I knew that in that season that I was going to need the Lord more than I was going to need my own ability to fix anything. And when I prayed that prayer, I don't think that God gave me a bunch of circumstances that sucked because I prayed that, but I think he needed me to know that I was going to need him throughout that whole year because it was a very difficult year. We had some spiritual experiences in our home. I miscarried. My son was extremely ill, many hospital trips, one in the ambulance, one was in an emergency flight. Thankfully, it was just a diagnosis of celiac disease and we have been able to manage that. But there were lots of other small things that happened that year and it was really, really tough. And I have never needed to rely on Jesus more than in that year. I mean, I hope that every day that I would realize and recognize every time I make something that's gluten-free for Micah with his celiac, that it should serve as a reminder of all that God brought us through that year because it was, it was difficult, but I was a year that I really relied on him. And in hindsight, I'm really thankful that I prayed that because it was just a total surrender to whatever the Lord was going to bring me through and that I needed him. But again, it wasn't anything that I could conjure up. It was totally his beauty and my broken. So this episode is really going to be diving into what does it mean to embrace our weaknesses so that we can be better kingdom builders. But before we really dive into the episode, I want to just take this opportunity to ask something of you. If you are a longtime listener of Lab I-60, if you've been around since June when we launched the podcast. So not that long. But if you've been around since then and you have found value 
in these episodes and in the things that my guests have been sharing, or maybe something that I said, I would absolutely love if you would share this with a girlfriend. If there is an episode that has really stuck out to you, that you would feel like it would equip and encourage somebody in a specific area of life, I would love if you would send that over to them. We want to keep growing this ministry and we are going to need partners for that. And that comes in the form of sharing what we have already put out there because I really believe in the value of what we're doing uh, with my whole heart. And I know that there are people out there who also believe in this because you've told me and I'm so thankful for that. I would just ask anybody if you think that this episode or any other episodes would be an encouragement to somebody send it on over and we would love to add those new listeners to our growing community with Love by 68. Okay, but let's get into this episode. I'm going to first just share um, a little bit of the heart of why I believe this, but then also something, some really practical stuff that you guys can take with you. Because of course, you know me, I love the practical stuff. It's, a, it's my favorite part of any podcast. So <laughs> but first, let's get into the heart of embracing our weakness. So one of the best pieces of advice that I have gotten from one of my mentors, and this is somebody that came into my life at the perfect time is actually while I was going through this horrible year, I was able to kind of be mentored by a couple from my church who are just amazing. And they've kept really great touch with me. And every time that I have kind of come across something that has been really difficult in this journey of wanting to be a kingdom builder, they have just spoken such truth to me. And one of the greatest pieces of advice that he gave me was, Leah, let Jesus be Jesus. You are not Jesus. <laughs> oh, really? That seems really obvious. But that's the truth, right? Like I and you, my friend, we cannot be the saviors of the world. There is already a savior that has come in that has done the work for us. And so I think that's just so important to recognize that we cannot change the heart of somebody. So we can share the truth with somebody, but we ultimately, we can't change their heart. And while this might seem like really obvious to most people, for some reason, this was not super obvious to me. Like, oh, I'm can't save someone. I have to rely on Jesus. Like that seems crazy. But like I said, I have that kind of fixing personality and I know that some of you do too. So this is your reminder. Let Jesus be Jesus. You are not Jesus. So another piece of advice or something that was pointed out to me by the same mentor was to delight in my weaknesses. And this comes from 2 Corinthians 12.10, where it says, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And this is coming from Paul. This is coming from a man who was like the apostle, apologist, and evangelist. This was like the goat, right? The greatest of all time. And yet he faced so much persecution. He really had to rely on Jesus. And he's saying that he's delighting in weakness, which to me is like, it's so countercultural. This is just not what we see online. This is not what we're seeing even from the pulpit sometimes. Like it's okay to delight in our weaknesses that we have areas of our life where we are going to need God to show up bigger than we could. And it, again, it's just so countercultural. We look at all these like t-shirt kind of phrases like be strong and you be you and you're enough. And while I value people, you know, 
respecting themselves and and all that, I just also wonder, like, I don't know if this is actually biblical. We need to find the tension between all Jesus and him being everything and taking responsibility for what we've given. I think that's the difference. You know, to say you are enough, I mean, I don't know. I don't really think that I am enough, um, but I do have a responsibility. I do have a responsibility to be faithful and to do what God is asking me, which is to love him and to love others. Those are my action steps that I am responsible for. And so I want to steward what I have because we want to be trusted with much for God's kingdom. So we do have to steward the little that we have been given. I just wonder if we are pushing the wrong messages. And my third point is life is a lot more difficult when you make it about you. Now, again, (laughs) this is countercultural. This is not what we're seeing in mainstream media. This is not what we're seeing in Christian media. Um, We're not seeing it enough in Christian media. Maybe we're seeing it a little bit, but I don't think that we're seeing it enough. I think that we have to really look at, are we valuing our own self-esteem more than embracing our weaknesses and actually relying on Jesus? I read, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, and I'm going to encourage you to buy it because it is such a good book. But this is the book that really got me thinking of all this, and it is called Free of Me by Sharon Hottie Miller. And I'm going to read you the chapter titles, and I'm going to blow your mind. Now, this is just a section of the chapter titles, but it is it seriously is mind-blowing, and I would, again, encourage you to buy the book to read more, but this will get you thinking. When you make God about you, hmm, when you make your family about you, when you make your appearance about you, when you make your possessions about you, when you make your friendships about you, your calling, and your church. Uh, yeah, big mic drop on that one. How often have we tried to make it about our strengths and what we bring to the table? And I think there's some value in that. There's value in knowing what you're good at and the gifts that God has given you. And I am so for that. But we need to spend more time seeing how it's all about God. It is all about Jesus. And it's not so much about us. And it's not so much about our strengths, but it is about his strength and what he can do through us. The last point I want to make here before we get really practical is I believe, and I see this in myself, so I know that other people are going to feel this too, but I believe as kingdom builders, we really want to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and just get the job done. And this is my personal tendency. Like, you're not going to do something about this? Okay, well, let me fix it. Right? Like, but we need to be mindful that this is ultimately not our kingdom. Only the king has any real power on his own. And it's only through him and his blessing that we have any real power to bring light into a dark and broken world. And we have got, ladies, we have got to find the tension between our responsibility which is so true and valid and so much about what this podcast is about, and God's provision and really trusting him. I really believe that we need to hold those both. And we need to put more emphasis than what I do, than I have in the past. We need to put more emphasis on what God is doing than what anybody else is. 
because he is using us. We are in partnership with him. We are his vessel. It is about him. And too often we make this work about us. And you know what? I think that this would actually take a lot of pressure off. It takes a lot of pressure off of me. I'm just being vulnerable. It takes a lot of pressure off of me to be like, oh, thank goodness. Like God is the one that has to do the transforming. I have been trying so hard to, you know, get it through to person A, B, and C that they need the Lord. But ultimately, I'm there to shine a light into that dark, broken place to reflect him and to allow him to do the work. Does that make sense? This does not mean that we don't share the gospel. This does not mean that we are not open about, you know, our faith or anything like that. I think those things need to happen. But we also, for example, when we're in those situations, we need to be able to ask the Lord to step in with us. I have been in moments where I have been pushing something and trying to get through to somebody and I walk away so defeated. And I've been in moments and I've been in conversations where I can feel the Holy Spirit just giving me the words to say, and I know it's all him. And it wasn't on me to do it. It was on him to give me the words that really were going to communicate love to that person and had nothing to do with me. I was just a vessel. And so I just want to take a bit of pressure off of you that we are in partnership with the creator of the universe, with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, someone who has already claimed the victory, who's already gone to the cross, who's been the sacrifice, who's taken the wrath on himself, which is crazy. That's a whole nother thing. But I just, I really want to drive that home and we need to remember that. All right, let's get really practical. Okay. You know, I love the practical stuff. And we're going to get really practical. So the first thing, it comes from another piece of advice from my mentor. And it was from one of the same conversations that I brought up earlier. And I was sharing with him how small I felt, how I felt like I was such a fraud for hosting this podcast, being vulnerable. That is what we were talking about. And I was saying to him, I feel like a fraud because I haven't prayed the prayer with someone. I haven't brought anybody into eternity. And I was ashamed of that. And it's not for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of, you know, trying to have these conversations and trying to show people Jesus and all that stuff. Um, but it, it's just something that hasn't happened for me. And so I had this voice in my head saying, well, if you haven't done that, how are you going to be leading people? And how are you going to be sharing some of this stuff with others? And that's the enemy first and foremost. And I acknowledge that. And yeah, I am meant to be here. I believe that. I believe in what we're doing. But one of the things he said to me was, okay, you're a fraud. Get over it. Now what? And I was a little taken back by that. But what he meant by that was, Leah, if you're living up to all the standards that you have, all the standards that you're sharing on your podcast, the bar would be too low. And so I will continue here practically just to say, guys, I am in the messy middle. I do not have this all figured out. I am not the perfect example to follow. But there is somebody who is the perfect example. There is somebody who embodies everything, every perfect step in love, every practice, every way of the perfect way to do things. And that is Jesus. And so 
We can share our experiences, but practically, we need to stop trying to make it about us as the ultimate example. We need to make it about Him. We need to point others to Him and not to what we have done. I think this comes down to how we parent our kids as an example. You know, to say, hey, honey, I mean, I'm trying my best here. This is what I'm seeing in scripture. And so I'm trying to do this, but like, Jesus, he's amazing. He is who I am trying to follow. And, you know, and then trying to teach them, like, what does it mean to follow Jesus? What is it? What has he done? How is he an example for us to follow and to try to reflect? So that's the first thing. Pointing others to Jesus as the example of the ultimate example and not ourselves. Secondly, I think that we need to step into places that we have a weakness and we can't be afraid of them. We've got to give God the chance to shine and to take all of the credit. And a really good example of that is Caleb and I were in Thailand for a mission trip that we, it was just a month long trip where we were teaching ESL to the Wycliffe Thai staff in Thailand. It was an amazing experience. But he actually won this trip. We did this fundraiser. At the end, they did a draw for who was going to get a bursary to go on a missions trip with them. He did not want to be chosen, but he knew it was going to be him. And I knew it was going to be him even before he had been drawn. He was drawn. He was like, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to go. And we found out that our trip that we were getting was to Thailand and we were going to be teaching English. And he was so nervous. He was like, I'm not a teacher. I'm no good at this. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. But I'm telling you guys, it was a time where he stepped into his weakness and he let God shine through him. He didn't do things exactly as a trained teacher would do. He did things differently. And he relied on God the whole time. And in the end, he connected with the students in a much different way than any of the other teachers did, than I did as a, you know, professional teacher, um, as the other teacher was, he did things differently and he connected with them and he had conversations with them that had a huge impact, not only on their future, but on ours. And we committed to that organization for that next, I think it was the next year or two, just really committed to serving them in any way that we could from over here. And it was because he let God do the talking. He stepped into a place where he felt weak. And I'm really proud of him for that. And I'm really thankful to see what God did because it was really incredible. Okay, so that's another one. Step into places that you have a weakness. The third practical thing is just be a light in dark places. This phrase has been coming to mind to me over and over again. It's been really sticking out to me. And I think sometimes we just make things too dang complicated. We have too many programs, too many steps, too many tips and tricks. And you know, if you're coming here, I mean, I give lots of that stuff, but I think sometimes we just make it too complicated. One of my favorite verses when I was growing up was Matthew 5, 16. And it was the only one that I memorized for Bible camp. And so I kind of made it my like life verse. (laughs) Not a great excuse why, but that's what it was. And the verse is, let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And I am just seeing how when we are a light in places where there is poverty in the physical sense, but even spiritual poverty, God comes through in that. We are his ambassadors. We carry him with us. And so I think some small things would be like smiling at the grocery store 
and maybe you have a mask on. It's hard for people to see your smile, but they will see it in your eyes. They will see the light coming out because you have God with you. You have the Holy Spirit with you. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit within you that's going to come out in times like that. Another way just to be generous in whatever way you can with your time, with your money, with whatever, with your space, be generous. Another one would be to make a joke, share a meme, lighten up. And I am speaking to myself. I'm a pretty intense person and I like to think deep and to have these really philosophical, theological conversations. But I'm having to remind myself to lighten up, you know, share a joke, to make a make a phone call and just have it for fun. That is shining light. Another great example, and this is not something that I have done, but it's something that I saw a friend do. So one of those students that we taught in Thailand, he has actually made the trip over here to Alberta and he went to Calgary. And there was one day where the people he was staying with, they couldn't find him because he had been sitting on this hill that was overlooking the city and he was just sitting there and praying for the city. He saw the spiritual need and he just wanted to bring more and more of Jesus into that city that wasn't even his, but he saw the need and so he spent the time in prayer. I mean, that is a man of God. That is really, really cool. He was gone so long praying for the city that they were getting worried. That is bringing light into dark places. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that there are dark places all around us that we can walk into to shine the light of Christ, but it is a choice to walk into that darkness so that he would be the one that shines. My fourth practical one is just to create invitations for God to move. So once when I reached out to my mentor, when someone I love was going through something difficult, I felt so helpless and defeated. And she suggested I send a text to the person that was really hurting and ask if there was anything I could do for them, if I could pray for them in any way. And you know what the response was? It was, yes, she wanted me to pray for them. And she wanted me to come there and pray with them. I created the invitation and God made a way. And it was something I wasn't expecting, but I was so grateful for that opportunity because there was an invitation and God moved. He made a way. And he is not only for you, but he's also for the other souls that are involved as well. And so he wants to make a way for others to experience him. And we get to partner with him on that. So I think just creating that invitation goes such a long ways. The fifth one is don't rely on others to make a way for you. Ultimately, our allegiance is to Christ. Well, what do I mean? (laughs) I mean that we cannot put all of our faith onto other bodies of people other groups of people into political parties, into organizations, or even our pastors or Christian influencers to change the course of history. Ultimately, we are faithful to him. We should be faithful to him. And so we need to pray for people that are leading, but we need to remember that ultimately God is the one that is in control and that he knows what's best and that nobody else has anything figured out. I think we just need to be really realistic about that. Our allegiance is to him, it's to his spirit, it's to the Father, and ultimately, we need his word for that, and we need his infallible word. We need to love God 
And so we need to know him. So we need to be in the scriptures because how can you love someone that you don't know? And the way we get to know him is through the word. The way we recognize him in any situation is we see his character in scripture and we see him, his character in real life. And lastly, we need to bring the hope of Christ because I don't think that it's only that we bring others to Christ into heavenly eternity, although that is very important, but it's that we help others make incremental moves towards him. The gospel, of course, needs to be shared. Souls need to be shifted to see a God who loves them. But ultimately, it is all a choice others have to make because of him and for him. And I really think that there's more to do than just pure evangelism. Let Hear me again. Evangelism is very important. We need to do it. But I also think we have a responsibility for social justice, for caring for the poor, which is something that Jesus cares so deeply about. You look in the scriptures and you will start to see all the ways that Jesus cares for the marginalized, that he cares for the vulnerable, that he cares for the people that no one else cares about. And so as a church, as a people, as a body of Christ, we need to care about things that he cares about. He of course cares about evangelism, but he also cares about social justice. We need to steward our gifts and talents that he has given us to bring hope, light, and love. There's no other way. Okay, I want to remind you that, of course, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are still called to move, to empower, to bring hope, and to steward. But the more we move into places that we need Jesus to do his work, the better. We carry him into darkness that he can be the light. It is a tension of us and him fully knowing that it is all him anyway. That is Leah in the lab, embracing weakness. And I know that it was a little heavier and it's not typical of what you're going to hear online. It's maybe not even typical of what you're going to hear in church. But I really believe that we need to make the shift to, and me personally as well, that we need to make the shift to relying on God more than ourselves. Because just trying to, you know, pull up our bootstraps and to hold it all together on our own, we are just not made for that. We are not equipped for that. We are not made for that. And only Jesus is the one who really makes these big moves. And so I hope that overall it's encouraging for you, that it doesn't leave you discouraged. And this is why we have the podcast, because we believe that we all need to be involved in order for there to be big moves made in the kingdom. However, it's all him anyway. And so I want to encourage you. I want to take a bit of the pressure off of you. And I would never want to take away from who God has made you to be and the strengths that he's given you, the gifts that he's given you, the callings that he's given you. Those are all essential. They're all extremely important. But ultimately, we are all still weak and we need him. We need him. And so that's my prayer for you, that you would feel equipped, encouraged, and that we would be bonded together through him to do his good work. Okay. One last reminder, if you would like to encourage somebody with an episode that has been released, there's been some really good ones. um, Please share those with girlfriends. Please uh, join our Facebook community. 
intentional women of faith. We are growing over there. We are having conversations over there. Things are happening and moving, and we want to include more and more people in this growing family of women who care deeply about the Lord, who care about his kingdom and his people. And you are just so invited into that, and your girlfriends are invited into that, and we are just just delighted that we get to steward this and that we get to lead you here. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Next week, we have an episode with Talisi Guerra, and we're going to be talking all about biblical joy and mental illness. It is a really great conversation. She's got a new book coming out called Joy Like a Mountain. I'm excited for you to hear this because I was definitely thinking about some of the things that she mentioned throughout the episode well after we had our conversation, and so I'm excited for you to hear that. Okay, everybody, have a wonderful week. And remember that you are a kingdom builder. Your voice and your actions really matter. And in the words of the prophet Isaiah, we proclaim, here I am, Lord, send me. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>